0: Hey everyone, this is Joe Langworthy here with Thomas Wolfe with another episode of Tailgate Talk, a six-column sports podcast. This is episode seven, Um, so we're coming off a big recruiting weekend for football. Um, We don't I don't know what we really know so far, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. But I think the biggest the biggest uh, concrete news that has happened since the last time we talked, Thomas, which was last Thursday, was uh, Kobe Brown getting drafted uh, mere hours after we uh, talked. Uh, I think that you had guessed 38 to, I think you said the Sacramento Kings.
1: <laughs> um, I
0: don't remember. Yeah, I said, said 38, it, though. I said there's going to be said, three trades, and, and he was. Gonna you said 38, 38, that it was <laughs> going to get. Yeah, you said 38, and it was going to get traded a bunch of times. He got drafted 30th, uh, which is first round to the LA Clippers. What are your
1: What are your thoughts on Kobe going first round? Honestly, it was surprising, and it's to me, it's it's exciting. I mean, you've got uh, obviously Kobe Brown shows up to Mizzou, not a highly, not a terribly highly regarded recruit, works his butt off for four years, gets better every single year, sticks around at University of Missouri through a coaching change, mm-hmm. and ends up being a first-round draft pick. And, you know, I don't know, um, I mean, in, in all seriousness, it might be the last time in our lifetime that we see a kid show up, spend four full years at the University of Missouri for playing basketball, and get drafted in the first round. It may never happen again. So I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean it. All it already wasn't very common. I think it was Dave Matter had a right. uh, tri- trivia question. The last player to do that um, was Anthony Peeler, and he got drafted in 1992. So yeah, you know, and I, and I, I, I was born in 1991. So Anthony Peeler was, <laughs> you know, started playing college basketball before I was born, and so. Um, You know, even some of the guys that you consider, you know, Mizzou legends didn't stay here all four years. They left early to go to the NBA. Keon Dooling, Kareem Rush, um, Linus Kleesa, obviously Michael Porter Jr. And then, you know, a guy like Damari Carroll came in here from, I believe he transferred from Vanderbilt. So, you know, it's like you said, I think that that era is over. I think Kobe Brown is a – anomaly it's just not going to happen anymore Um, uh and it's because of these these you know one and done two and done kind of guys and transfers you know the the ones that that stay in college basketball for four years are going to be the ones like demoy hodge who transferred from a smaller school up to a bigger school
1: and Mm -hmm. earned his
0: way into the nba and you know demoy obviously didn't get drafted but he did sign you know, within minutes of the draft being over signed with the Lakers. So, you know, that that yeah. was that in was the works pre-worked. for a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And I mean, you mentioned the Mizzou, the Mizzou folks have done it, but I mean, you don't see that anywhere anymore, not just at Mizzou, but right. I right. Mean, and like you said, the the one and done has become a big part of it and the transfer portal. I mean, um I don't remember how many years Steph Curry spent at Davidson, but he had a, remember he made a huge run through the the, um, NCAA tournament and then returned to Davidson. Well, back then, if he would have transferred, he'd have had to sit out a year. Well, nowadays Duke would show up and say, all right, come play for Duke. And he wouldn't have to sit out and he's not going to stick around at the same school. So yeah, it's just really neat to see someone and um, spend four years at Mizzou. And uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, loves it because if he didn't, he had plenty of opportunity and would been justified to have left his coach got fired right um you know had to work well quite a bit for playing time and didn't see a ton of it till his last couple years so um you don't off you don't know you don't often see kids like that get rewarded uh in the way he did um you know when it comes to the nba draft and it's cool to to have it happen to him right and i think you know
0: biggest thing for him is that we were all a little Most of us, other than Dennis Gates, apparently, who said he knew he was a first-rounder. I think we were all (laughs) a little concerned that Kobe was going to get, you know, get a second-round grade, get picked in the second round, and not have guaranteed money, and end up on a two-way deal like DeMoy is on. And it's going to be like, okay, well, you had a – the rumor is he had a $500,000 NIL deal if he came back next year. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well, if he's on a two-way deal – he might make $500,000, but he might not. Um, right. And so that's going to suck. Well, first round, he's going to sign a guaranteed contract. Um, I think I saw last year's 30th pick signed a $11.8 million contract, four years, two years guaranteed, two years team option, which comes out to $2.8 million a year guaranteed. So, you know, he's going to make just shy
1: of $6 million over the next two years.
0: Yeah, most likely. And I think those. And, I think
1: those NBA. I think those NBA contracts too in the draft are set. They're pre. They're pre. pretty. I think they're. The, I think they're pretty yeah. slotted. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's so much wiggle room there. You know, I maybe it's increased for inflation, but you know, at the very least, he's roughly gonna make right six million dollars. Yep. yep, and, and good so, for him. And he's the kind of kid that you know. You know, he's going to manage that pretty well.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah, and just because you know, like we said, he's he's stuck around for so long. I do not watch the NBA, but if you know Christmas rolls around and he's on the TV, I'll I'll watch him. I'll watch yeah. him play for the Clippers. So, right, um, right. And it's so, the, and it's a recruiting tool. It's a recruiting tool for Dennis Gates too, because yep, that's a kid that was not an NBA player when he showed up and was an NBA player after one year getting coached. So, yeah, I
0: think positive all around. Gabe DiArman brought it up, you know, Don James used to tell Pinkle, you know, your program is going to take off once you start getting kids drafted. And I think that's true in basketball too. And I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's what Gates needed because a kid that he's going in to recruit wants to see how can you get me to the league? You know, they're not thinking about it like us. We're thinking, no, how can this kid win us a national championship? That kid's thinking, <laughs> how can I get into the league? Yeah. And so that's, and that's, how quickly can I get there? Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yeah and so um you know you develop kobe brown in a year and he i mean obviously kobe brown was good before so it's a little different but you know well it's not a little different these these high he found found a different level
1: yeah Yeah, he found found a a different level level and
0: you say that's what we're going to do here you know all these kids found a different level demoy hodge was not going to make the nba out of cleveland state no he wasn't so you know it's it i think it's great um Speaking of basketball, we also had some news today, this morning. Um, you know, we are recording this Monday night. So this morning, the SEC released the – at least the – they didn't release the schedule, but they released the opponents for conference play this this upcoming season. Um, you know, I think we – I do think there are permanent opponents in basketball. I think our home-and-home home permanents are Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Um, I believe so. And so, we knew those, obviously, but then we got our slate. It looks like we have home games uh, with Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. And then we have away games with Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. So, you know... I think we're we're a little too far out from basketball season to really know a whole lot.
1: But what are your initial thoughts on that slate? Uh, I mean, it's a lot more fun when Kentucky comes to uh, Columbia, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, take a look over the last number of years. And uh, typically, it seems Alabama, especially the last couple of years, have been one of the top two teams. Kentucky's normally up there. I know they've struggled a little bit last year, but. Um, having both of those guys on the road is a little bit less fun from a, a fan standpoint, but I do think, you know, I still think that the the basketball team is probably a year or two away from really being a legitimate sec championship contender. And I don't, that's not a bad, I don't think that's negative saying that, um, considering where, where we were at when coach showed up, but, and he wildly exceeded my expectations this past year. So who mm-hmm. knows what, you know, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but my point is, You know, if we're getting Alabama and Kentucky on the road this year and then next year we've got a team that's ready to roll and we get them at home, then you're really talking about, um, you know, having an opportunity to make a big splash in the SEC. So Mm -hmm. I guess it's okay for me that they're on the road just because I don't think we're quite ready to compete at that highest level. Um, And I take a look at the home games, and I think that's a slate that – I mean, if we we have our act together, we should be able to run the home – The home slate now, I mean, it's easier said than done. You're probably going to end up dropping one just because it's basketball and you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Tennessee
0: and A&M are going to be good. Um, Yep. And so you'll have to watch out for them. But other than that, I mean, Arkansas will be good. They'll be overrated, but they'll be good. Um, And (laughs) other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong.
1: Yeah, no, no, they're going to be overrated. They're going to be overhyped and they're going to show up and we're going to send them, send them back home with their tails between their legs. Like, right. You know, right. Like, like we always do. Yeah. And
0: so, yeah, I, I agree that I think it's a slate that you can, you can run the table. It's possible to run the table at home. And then, you know, I think it's kind of what we, I, I know I've had this conversation with people with football. It's like, if you're going to get Alabama, well, play them on the road so that you don't waste yeah. a home game. And yep. it's, it's and weird that we're have... saying that about basketball, Yeah, <laughs>
1: but it's true. Until you have a team – yeah, until you have a team that you're confident can can win at home, you'd rather play them on the road. So, And I think give them, an, give them another year recruiting, another year in the transfer portal, I think that's a game we can probably win. We're probably a year out from winning that game. Um, but, yeah, I mean – They might not be as good. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be as good this
0: year. They'll still be good. That's though. true. Um, yeah, and you know, but Kentucky might end up being if they have players. They've got what the the incredible class, but there's nobody else there, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? They got really lucky. I saw today. Um, uh, what's his face? The head coach at West Virginia um, got fired after his DUI. The Huggins. NCAA, Perfect. yeah, Huggins. Huggins, yeah. Higgins. Huggins, yeah. Huggins got fired after his DUI, so that the, the players had 30 days to hop in the portal. And their top big man immediately hit the portal and transferred to Kentucky. So, I mean, that is absolutely a stroke of luck. That, I mean, the only way you get that kid is if the head coach does what he did. Wait, um, so Huggins got arrested
0: for DUI Cincinnati, correct?
1: Yeah, a point two,
0: by the way. In Cincinnati, which is not that far from Lexington, correct?
1: <laughs> okay, I see where you go. So you think maybe he was set up?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I could see.
1: <laughs> I could see Calipari sending some
0: drinks over. There's my guy Bob. Let's, <laughs> let's send him some
1: bottles. <laughs> And oh, then, my goodness. and then, and then you then uh yeah, and Coach Cal went ahead and bought bought off all the Uber drivers the entire night, so he had to drive home himself.
0: Well, the Taylor Swift concert was going on. No, that's he right. Ha-
1: <laughs> he didn't have to buy off the Uber drivers. Hey, if he set that up, then he might Coach Cal might be the most creative coach of in the history of basketball. <laughs> Pull that off,
0: and I don't remember the the actual song, but I saw a tweet where somebody figured out what song was playing. At the Taylor Swift concert <laughs> as Bob Huggins over. was getting arrested and doing the, you know, having to do the the test. Cause he got he only got pulled over like away like from the stadium. You know that yeah. the back you could hear the background music. So just that's it's bad. I'm not making a joke about DUI. Do not drink <laughs> and drive. It's terrible.
1: But hey it's me i'm the problem it's me (laughs) this is blowing blowing a 2.0 into the the
0: yikes i hope that was the song but yeah Yeah. so yeah anyway i mean yeah they have a huge them on the road and yeah um so we'll see yeah we'll see again it's it's too far out to really speculate a whole lot i'm sure we'll we'll cover this in a lot yeah. more detail
1: as we get closer to the season, but and you think too with the easier home slate, um, I mean, when is the last time Mizzou went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments? I mean, it's been. I mean, it's I don't been. Know, did did Kanza do it his first two years, or did he? No, know he do two no, because remember, because remember, Jonte got hurt right before his true, second year, true. and they struggled; they weren't very good. I think, it, I think. I think like... the last. Yeah, I think the last time it happened was. Um, Oh, what's the guy that came after Tw- Anderson? 12 and 13. Yeah, there you go. So, so it's been 10 years since we made back-to-back NCAA tournaments. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you can think about that home slate, and if you can win, let's say you you win all but one of them, and then you go on the road and win two or three on the road, um, yeah. you should, that should be enough to get back into the tournament. And, I mean, that's I an accomplishment, into, too, that you got to do. Getting into the tournament
0: yeah. is the goal this year, for sure. Yep, I agree. Um, just just start stacking them start the streak you know i don't i don't i mean obviously i want to win i want to get i want to go far care though as long as we make the tournament i think that's that's the progress that we need to we need to get to the point where we're making the tournament yep. every year and then we can start yep. worrying about winning
1: it, it, and hey look the the tournament there's a lot of randomness to the tournament so even if you get right. in you're a 10 or a 12 seed uh, there's nothing keeping you from winning a couple games you know, I mean, one of our one of our elite eights was as a 12 seed. So, you know, there it you happens.
0: Go. So. um, But yeah. So enough about basketball, we kind of tease talking, talking football recruiting. You want to go over what you've heard, what we've seen. Um, I think it was a I hope it was a successful weekend. I think that there was some optimism that it was a successful weekend uh, around here. Obviously, I don't. I don't think we saw any actual commits yet. But I think it's been it's been talked about on Power Mizzou quite a bit. I think it's true that the days of kids committing on the visit and making it public on the visit are over because they got to get their they mm-hmm. got to get their edits out and they got to get you know the video made that they use to announce on Twitter and all that. Um, but I think that there's
1: optimism that the weekend was successful what do you what do you think about that yeah i mean uh i think we reviewed i'm sitting here looking at the notes from last i think we reviewed like 14 players and i think they ended up with close to 20 on official visits so there were even some that were unannounced no one knew about Mm -hmm. um and all the information that has come out is good um and like you said people don't it's not you don't have the the days anymore where you get done with your official visit weekend and three kids by sunday evening If have committed publicly that just doesn't happen anymore right. um you know we've talked a lot about missouri really being behind just in the numbers the number of kids committed um obviously right now i think in the sec were last kentucky second to last and i went and looked they've picked up five um commitments in the last i think it was either nine or ten days basically all coming after um, their most recent big official visit weekend, which was the weekend before ours. Um, so that should just—I just bring that up just to give us a timeline as to hey, you know, ten days from now we need to see five, six, you know, even you know five, six, seven commits because that's kind of the time frame you're looking at. That gives them enough time to get home, mm-hmm. our our folks to send them all the graphics and stuff for them to post um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hopefully start seeing it. So I mean just getting into some of them uh I mean I think the you really got to start off by talking about the three kids all at the same high school in Florida mm-hmm. uh have stacked triple stacked their commitment dates. I think July 2nd, July 3rd and July 4th. Um Justin Bodford who's a three-star defensive tackle from it's St. Thomas Aquinas, right? I think yeah, out of in Florida. Uh, in Florida. Out of Florida. Uh he's The second, the third, I think, is Nicholas Rodriguez. He's a four-star linebacker. Um, James Madison, of course, as we've we've talked in the past, is uh, committing on July 4th. So second, third, fourth. The Prez. Second, third, fourth. And, um, I mean, you take a look at the recruiting websites, and um, all of the national writers seem to be, kind of predicting that they're all going to go Mizzou. It almost sounds too good to be true. I'll be wearing my cup because I just assume that somehow (laughs) something's going to go wrong. Yeah, Um, exactly, exactly. One of them decides I'm going to be the guy that stands out and doesn't go to Mizzou, and then none of them go to Mizzou. I don't know. But, um, I mean, that would be a great start. Um, And then just to rattle off a couple others with – I think where they – the national writers are starting to kind of plug Mizzou in as maybe their top choice. Cameron Keyes, he's the defensive four-star defensive back. Um, he's looking at UK and Vandy, and I think it was actually a Vandy beat writer that um, this morning went online and and posted that he's predicting him to go to Mizzou. So I think that's a positive um, he, thing for us. He was the
0: one that you wanted the most. You said he was the, the one that I wanted players. the
1: most. Yeah, he's six six foot tall. He's lanky. Uh, you watch his tape and he he spots the ball long before it gets to the you know to him and the receiver which is not something you see at that age he's quick um I mean like I said he's another four-star kid so that would be a positive it sounds like Cam Dooley might be leaning towards Missouri which is your guy um and then Brian Huff is another one we talked quite a bit yep. about the linebacker out of Arkansas um, four-star kid out of Arkansas he doesn't have a commitment date yet but uh, my understanding is is he has basically indicated that middle of July he's going to make a decision. And um, also there's been two people, two national writers in the last basically 48 hours go on and predict him to Missouri. So I think, I think he was the one that a lot of people have a lot of people that don't
0: have any knowledge have speculated that Huff actually committed this weekend. Um, Is that right? Because, because one of those national guys posted that like Saturday night. Got it. And it was kind of yeah, like, I mean, okay, well, it's obviously – something happened. Um, right. And, you know, he Huff is – you know, he's not Wingo and he's not Nwanary, but he's a big enough recruit that all that cryptic excitement Saturday night, which I, I don't know, we haven't really talked about that that much. There was a lot mm-hmm. of cryptic excitement from – Yeah, the there Zoom was. Twitter accounts um, kind of going nuts. Uh, about, and we don't really know what like, coaches retweeting cryptic tweets and everything, but um, I think that, that that's possible that it was that it was Huff committing. Um, I think that's he's the kind of guy that could garner that sort of excitement outside of Wingo right. and Nuannery.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, the thing too is, um, you know, when it comes to football recruiting, especially at a place like Missouri. Five stars are great, but you got to start stacking four-star players. And you take mm-hmm. a look, um James Madison, he's a four-star, top 250 recruit per Rivals. He's on his official visit at Florida State, liking tweets from uh, the Mizzou coaching staff and kids on uh visit at Missouri. Now, he's an 18-year-old mm-hmm. kid. He's going to make his decision in a week. He could that his decision could change four times between now and then, but it's got to be And it could a good change time. another four times after that. <laughs> exactly. But you've got to think we're in good shape for him. Uh, Huff is also a top 250 recruit. And uh, uh, Nicholas Rodriguez, the linebacker out of um, the same school that James Madison's at down in Florida. He's also, I think he's listed right at 250. So, I mean, there's a chance that we could get to, I don't know, let's say July 15th and have three, four stars committed. And that starts to change kind of how you have to view the recruiting class, I think. Right. Yeah,
0: I think you got to, like you said, got to start stacking some four stars. Stack three stars that fit the system and want to be here. Those are those are what I want. I want three stars that fit Drink's system, want to be at Mizzou, and, you know, we're going to give it their all. Stack four stars with talent and add a couple five stars every once in a while to just hopefully take us over the top. I think that's the blueprint, and I think that's what Drink is trying to do here. And I think yeah. that it, it – yeah, I think – you know, we, we talked about it last time. I think a success from this weekend is going to be five, six, seven commits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we'd want them sooner than later, but, you know, yeah. to. as long as those guys aren't committed. Remember, there is a, I think, four-week dead period here. Yeah. So there's a four weeks that coaches can't be reaching out. Just because we haven't heard anything yet. We're still the last visit for a lot of these guys. Yeah. We still have the momentum with a lot of these guys. So, as long as you're not hearing commits to other schools, you know, as long as Cardenas doesn't actually commit to Vanderbilt or this DN Cole McCaffany or however you say his last name uh, Mm -hmm. doesn't commit to Louisville, I'm not worried about it until they commit somewhere else because you know i think we still have the momentum with guys like that too i think we need to there's no way wingo or nawanary is committing anywhere no they're going to get into the season for sure until october yeah um you know maybe we maybe we blew them out of the water and uh they'll commit to us but i doubt it they're they're going to let those nil deals stack up everywhere They'd be stupid not to, right?
1: Yep. I think it's seems good. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And um, you know, I think last last episode, I think I'm I'm confident. I said that by the end of July, we needed between 10 and 12 commits to at least make me comfortable enough to say, okay, once we get into the season, we can we can close the gap on kind of the Mm -hmm. the middle tier level teams in the SEC. Um, you take a look, like I said, I think Kentucky has, they've got nine commitments. Um, one of them's a kicker, so they, kickers don't count. So really they've got eight eight commits, uh, one four-star. I think um, uh, Vanderbilt has 13 commitments. They're all three stars. Uh, Auburn and Alabama have eight commitments. Obviously Alabama has a couple five-stars in there, but Auburn, I think it's four and four. Um, and really where I'm going with that is, I mean, I'm sitting here looking, we've got James Madison, Justin Bodford, Brian Huff, Nicholas Rodriguez, and Cameron Keyes. That's one, two, three, four. That's five kids you could be looking at um, just that we know of in the next two weeks or so. That gets you to eight with three, four stars. Um, It sounds like Cam Dooley, your guy, could be making a decision soon because I know he said this was his last last recruiting visit. Um, Like you said, there's a couple defensive ends, so Uh, if you get, if you end up getting all those kids and you're sitting at eight in the middle of July, there's a pathway to get to 10 by, um, you know, August one. And if you've got 10 kids with three of them being four stars, I'd take that class over a class of 12 guys with one four star or 13, three stars or whatever at that point in the year. Cause you can always, as long as you win football games, you can find, you know, three star recruits to come play for you. Um, Right. But right. Yeah. I mean, going into it like we said it it could have been good it could have been bad if you don't make a good impression and it doesn't sound like you've made any leeway then you're really behind the eight ball but it does sound like the, the weekend went well and we're about to find out how well it really went I think over the next 10 days yeah yeah I think I think we'll have some some
0: idea of the trajectory from here with this class pretty soon um granted at any point, if if Wingo or Nwanari jumps on board, it completely changes that tra- trajectory. Um, but I think, at least in terms of normal pr- trajectory, we'll have an idea pretty pretty quickly, and um, we can all kind of hopefully put the put the really bad class idea to bed and move on from yeah. there.
1: Yeah, yeah. If we get the ten dudes by the end of end of July. Uh, there's no reason why we can't have a top 30 class if we're sitting at six then that's that might that's probably not in the cards so right um right hopefully things fall our way because if they do it could start to get exciting on the recruiting trail right right so
0: yeah i think that's about all we had today um i think we're going to be taking the the second the second podcast episode off this week you have something going on what are you doing thursday You're going to a concert. Going to an Eric Church concert.
1: There you go. Yeah. We saw him we saw him at the zoo arena back in the day. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So um looking forward to that. We're supposed to finally get some good weather. It's been raining for the last week down here. But um we'd take take rain here. Is that right? It's been hot as balls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It rained once, like a week and a half ago, but <laughs>
1: yeah, well, uh, yeah. I'll say this though, real quick. Next time we're, uh, next time we're on the podcast, it's really going to be it's football time because uh, SEC media SEC days, SEC media are, days, yeah, are early, early to mid July, um, and that's when you start to get some good information, and uh, we'll start taking a look at how our team's shaping up. I know there was some news that came out as to maybe some defensive line, uh, defensive linemen being shifted to different slightly different roles. We could talk about that and uh Mm -hmm, it starts mm -hmm. to get serious.
0: Yeah. And I'm gonna try to put out I've been working on uh my first position preview article for the for the site. So um we're gonna start wherever where the where the big question is, we're gonna start with quarterback. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll have that out sometime later this week. So um you know we can start
1: talking about some of that stuff too. So um, absolutely i'll critique your i'll critique your writing yeah more specifically about commas and semicolons and less about the actual i know that's i know that's what you're good at (laughs) is
0: is the is the grammar and all that but i can't even spell grammar (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh that's been it for uh this episode of tailgate talk a six column sports podcast thanks for listening if you if you did and uh Like we said, we'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully there's some – maybe there'll be some recruiting news by then.